It's the 31 days of dread. Day 18. Uh, species. The Awakening. Uh, this is a uh, franchise killing film. And it's also a made-for-TV spinoff of a film franchise. So we answered our question from The Omen. Let's hit the music and uh, let's get into it. Yeah, so uh, answered. I answered my own question uh, <laughs> from episode uh, from day fourteen of the thirty-one days of dread, uh, the omen, the awakening, and I put that out everywhere. And I did get a DM about this movie, and uh, okay, so I had something scheduled to release today, and I just said that the heck with it. Let me just watch this and watch this movie sit down and and have a conversation because there's things about species that we have gone unsaid and i want to get into species as a film franchise as a film idea as uh just this entity of a horror movie uh, sci-fi horror and there's not there's not much again uh same with the galloways where galloways was horror western and it's a very slim group there very small group uh, equally, there's a very small group of sci-fi horror. Everyone gravitates towards Alien. If you take Alien off the table, we we do not have much. Um, I will put uh, Star Wars <laughs> episodes one, two, and three in sci-fi horror because if you can get through those movies, uh, that's that's that'll, that'll turn your stomach. But yeah, uh, I'm drinking ginger tea here. Uh, I'm gonna take a little sip. Uh, took that sip. Okay. Uh, Species is a 1995, right? Am I right? Am I right? 95. It's a 95 uh, <laughs> movie that I remember seeing with my pops. Uh, I remember when this came out. I was, I think I was a sophomore in high school. And this was one of those movies that I kind of, it was like, I was maybe like just hitting a peak, like just hitting puberty and having, yeah, having Natasha Hentridge, uh, Hen, uh, uh, I am butchering her name, Hen, Hentridge, Natasha Hentridge as the, the, the focus for this movie um, was the first time I saw uh, something intentionally uh, be sexy and deadly uh, at, at the same time and, and being next to your father when you're watching a movie like Species, uh, yeah, it gets to you. <laughs> That's that is a memorable experience with pops. Okay, so uh, up until this point, yeah, kind of like uh, I, my sister and I, we talked about this, and you know, even myself is you now we're somewhat of a film going, uh, music driven family. We we did a lot of movies. We listened to a lot of music together. And my sister and I grew into a love for both, and and now like uh, just a, a a shareable like experience, like a like an appreciation. Uh, you know, like we always flirted with the idea of going to California and doing stuff, um, but it never was a like a real like a true reality. And 
that's because, you know, like just myself even looking back, I think my sister and I never really wanted it. We we were happy being in Jersey. We wanted to be close to family. Uh, the internet was coming up. Uh, it, it wasn't that you did not have to be a futurist to see that you could, you know, like work from a location and connect with anyone in the world. And that's where I grew up. That's my attitude right now. My, my buddy Tommy ju- just moved to CA. And, you know, he's moving there to get closer to the film. Uh, he's made a couple films in the past. I talked about him before. Uh, it really, it really upsetting because I wanted Tommy to be a guest here. <laughs> now he's in California. So maybe I got to go to California and do a run of Dream Warriors with all my film friends. And we'll do like a coast to coast type thing. Uh, you know what? That's actually a, a pretty solid idea. <laughs> okay. So species, uh, there's one glaring uh, idea about this uh, movie that became a franchise in 95. And it's H.R. Giger. He is the visual uh, visual artist. The visual, uh, he is the eyeball candy he's the 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 genius the he uh he comes from another world hr giger uh he's the guy that the uh he they used his design work for the original alien face huggers the alien creature and from there history literally literally wrote itself he has embedded himself when it comes to visual design in Holly, into Hollywood, unlike any other. There is no other artist that did so little and got so much from it. And you're like, how can you mean so little? He did giant paintings. Correct. But he, um, there's people who have careers in doing what he did. <laughs> and they don't, we all know their names, okay? Name me one guy behind any of the Marvel visual development right now. You can't. Uh, Andy Pack uh, from the School of Liefeld. I just wanted to throw that one there. But okay, so H.R. Giger uh, became a more uh, prominence with his um, adaptation now. Like So they adapted his designs for the movie Aliens. Um, Stan Winston, who directed Pumpkinhead, uh, it might have been, uh, geez, 31 Days of Dread, Day 2, I think. Day 2 was Pumpkinhead. I don't know. I, I need I need like, uh, I need need like a list in front of me. Uh, Pumpkinhead was Day 2. I just confirmed it. Okay, so Stan Winston goes in on top of H.R. Giger and, uh, what as Walt Disney would say, plus it out. He pluses out Giger's design. And no longer does it become Giger. It becomes this other, um, it's this other idea. Uh, visually, so the aliens and alien queen, what we see in aliens is not H.R. Giger's work. It's a, it's a, um, it's a build on. It's an, it's, it's almost like this extrapolation. I almost would describe it if you never saw Alien and, and you had James Cameron describe to you what he wanted, you, you we would get what's in Aliens. Um, so from that point, like the alien movies always struggled with this balance how much of Giger goes into the aliens how much of it does not uh we have to add something different because that's what we do in Hollywood and how do we add something and keep it keep it keep it so uh along the way Giger uh worked on a unproduced version of the movie Dune uh that's documented 
with the Dune document, <laughs> obviously with the Dune documentary, the the Jodowski Dune, and some of those designs look like they, that they were echoed in Prometheus. Uh, and you know, like not so much. Uh, the the Lynch Dune did not really borrow anything from the the Giger work that anyone could see. So why are we talking so much about Giger, a concept artist, and species? Because species, the the monster in this movie is a Giger creation. Uh, I view this as the only Giger intended movie, meaning that they wanted to get Giger's designs and get and get his visual and, and build around that. So Giger is driven through sexuality. He's driven through darkness. He is driven through, um, there's a, uh, like erotic, exotic, um, part of his art. Okay. That is somewhat voyeuristic because you, you do, you want to see it. You don't want to see it. It's disgusting. It's not disgusting. It's weird. It's not weird. And he, he captures all of this. So Species takes all those core ideas and puts it into a screenplay, spits it out, and we, we have, we have a, a heck of a, again, 90s forever. Nine, uh, we have, it's so funny because Life came out uh, with um, all-star movie cast. Like, everyone's in, in that Life movie that, that came out this year. And this movie is Life. Uh, and it just shows you the difference between the '90s and now. Where the '90s, they were just, dude, they were they were playing kickball. Like you know, in kickball, everything's a home run. <laughs> they were '90s was all kickball home runs. Okay, <coughs> so uh, so the 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 premise of this alien is that she um, seduces men. She's a Venus flytrap. It's sexualized. Uh, it's a beautiful woman with a uh, horrific-looking alien underneath, but it's a Geiger, it's a Giger-driven uh, alien. So it, it's a it's a wonderful design, uh, tail, tongue, uh, hot tub scene. Like we, we we have these elements, and I just remember watching this for the first time, and it really took me back. There is even a a species uh, making of like art of book before there were such a thing. Uh, I think it's called Giger Species, and it goes into the relationship that he had with the filmmakers and the studio for that movie, and that's what I mean. Uh, species is with intent a Giger-driven experience, and so uh, the original movie doesn't have much of anything. It it, it really doesn't. Uh, I mean, it has awesome characters. It has your your uh, charismatic Michael Madsen. It has Ben Kingsley. Uh, you know, and Forrest Whitaker, he's like the uh, empath, and right, Forrest Whitaker is, I'm, I'm going for memory here, is Forrest Whitaker in, yes he is, <laughs> Alfred Maluna, D- Doc Ox in this movie, um, you know, and Marge uh, Helgenberger, and she's in a lot of movies, and she's awesome, so, here, like, the whole thing is, is that it's, 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 a, it's a march, it's a driven movie, uh, it's a containment movie, meaning that we're going. We have this thing. We're going to nurture it in the lab. It breaks loose, and then they have to go find it. And you know, like we've seen this plot before. Again, with horror movies, we we do not invent. We go on what we already know. We go on conventions, and horror is built on conventions. This is the running theme now in Thirty One Days of Dread. 
uh, 31 Days of Dread themes. I didn't, I didn't complete this on our <laughs> last, uh, last episode last day. Okay. Horror movies are built on conventions. We have, uh, there's such a thing as franchise killing films. Uh, Species the Awakening is one of them. Um, we have very few horror westerns. Okay. Gala Walkers, last day. Uh, and then uh, we. I'm forgetting some some of our conventions. Do I need to, to scroll through? Oh, okay. And you know what? We 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 have one superhero horror movie, which is Spawn. <laughs> but no, but we also um, we go through and <laughs> within the 31 Days of Dread, we we're redefining uh, how we look at horror, independent horror movies, and uh, maybe what our attitudes should be when we sit down and, and watch these features. But yeah, so. Awakening, um, made, from what I could tell, made by sci-fi, uh, straight to television, straight to DVD. Um, Species Awakening is a, some, I guess, a reboot, somewhat continuation of Species 1, 2, and 3. Uh, Species 2, interesting, introduces a character named Patrick. And so Patrick is the opposite of Eve. So right, it's, it's Eve and, and Patrick in this, right? I am, I'm so bad with any of this right now um i don't even know i'm not even uh, you know like i'm not i can't get the character name so i'm pretty sure it's it's eve <laughs> oh i still i'm sorry sill and and patrick is the male and species too so hentridge plays sill uh so you know um awakening uh yeah like the intent is look they got someone beautiful for awakening uh i mean the this girl is soft on the eyes. Uh, Species Awakening came out in two thousand and seven, and it stars. Uh, let, let me let me tell you the uh, the uh, star of this. I apologize about that. I uh, had a phone call from from work, but I yeah I was able to, to just to look up real quick and, and bring up what I needed to. Uh, for, for for some reason, when I sat down to do this, I, I only took notes on Species and, <laughs> and then put down my thoughts for Species Awakening. Uh, yeah, dummy move there, rookie move. Hey, when you start a podcast and you you do it as hard as I've been doing it, you you got invent things and and ways of doing stuff, and you you have to just discover what needs to get done. Like you just can't take anything for granted. Uh, yeah. Hey, I try and be as prepared as possible. But yeah, so Helena Madison is the Heidi 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 Tallerson that is that's our beautiful villainous monster killer in Species the Awakening. Uh, just to sum it up, uh, so it's some of it's worth talking about, um, maybe. So her, like, caretaker, who's played by Ben Cross, we've seen him in a ton of movies, uh, her caretaker just experiments on her. She's, like, this result of an alien DNA experiment. She has this awakening, and then it becomes, like, a road trip movie, and somehow we have Species none. There's She's she's trying to kill him, and she disguises herself as a nun, and she's species killer nun. Uh, that is the pivotal highlight of this movie. It is worth watching just for that scene alone. And then uh, along the way, we just have her in an arc where I've learned to live, and supposedly dies, and explosion at the end, and, and so on and so forth. So there's really not much to take away from uh, Awakening. It is... Uh, believe it or like when it comes to comparing it to uh, the Omen Four, uh, the Omen Four, the Awakening, right? We <laughs> we got dual Awakenings here. I love it. 
uh, I just realized that. Oh my god, I'm such an idiot. <laughs> Both of we have two major TV franchise killing sequel extension reboot films with The Awakening as a subtitle. Uh, you cannot get any better than that. If we compare the Awakening movies, yeah, uh, The Omen Four is much better, much better acted, better directed, uh, music's better, everything's better. Uh, Species The Awakening just doesn't uh, push the ideas. It's it doesn't cut glass. Uh, I get a TV budget. Um, you know, we we have the FCAA. We we have a regulatory uh, overreach coming into what's on television. Uh, even though it's cable, it may be out of scope of that, but it's it doesn't matter. There's still a level of re- regulatory broadcast. Okay, uh, yeah, it doesn't really, it's not Omen the Awakening. Um, I just wish that they did uh, a little bit more into the core concepts from the original that uh, that carried over. I mean, I think even if they did like a straight remake where it's a hunt movie, and we have a cast of characters that each have a different ability. And, you know, one or two of them are people we might identify. But each one is a stereotype. Uh, I think that would make us follow and be engaged in the plot easier and quicker. That's why we use stereotypes in storytelling. We don't invent stereotypes. We don't invent conventions. We use them. Uh, okay, because, you know, we can cut and paste storylines together. And... and and then we trust the filmmakers and the actors and actresses to do the magic to make this very nominal, simple material into, you know, just fun stuff. But yeah, so Species the Awakening is definitely, uh, I don't want to, I just, do I want to say ignore it? Uh, I would say yes. Should, should we watch Species? Uh, yes, please watch Species. It's also directed by Roger Donaldson. <laughs> Getting back to uh, Species. Roger Donaldson, The Bounty, uh, just I'm going through his filmography. The Bounty, No Way Out, Cocktail, Cadillac Man, White Sands, The Getaway, the remake. Species, Dante's Peak, 13 Days, The Recruit, uh, The World's Faces, Indian, The Bank Job. So he's made some notable movies. He is a, a um, uh, you know, consistent filmmaker, still making films today. Uh, so, yeah. Avoid Species the Awakening. <laughs> uh, watch Species. Uh, even watch Species 2. I, I, in, in the meantime, I might watch Species 2 and 3 and just refresh myself and, and get more of, a, more of an idea of, of what's happening here. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, made, made for TV, movie, sequel, reboot, franchise, extending film. Uh, made in 2007. Can definitely... Uh, we we can say it's 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 a pass, and I, I'm sorry, um, I'm sorry, Dennis Feldman, the uh, director. Um, I'm not even sure what else Dennis Feldman's done. Should we need to look him up? He he doesn't even have much of a of a wiki. Um, yeah, it looks like he is. Um, yeah, we, we don't really. Uh, it looks like he's he's he's. Uh, Jeez, I mean, it looks like he's been in Hollywood for a while. But, yeah, so we're just going to move on with the 31 Days of Dread. We're, we're going to chalk this one up as a lost kiddo. And everyone have a – just have a good day and enjoy yourself. And happy Halloween. What's coming up? <laughs>